0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Hello everybody. This is opposed on the matrix. You have Dave here. You also have Eric Smith here and uh Jim Wilhelmson. And as special guests, we have Gordy Tong and Al Matthews. Now, folks, uh first of all, everybody say hi.
2: Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello?
1: Okay, okay. So we know where you're there. Um yep. Al Matthews is is quite a uh we, we talked with Gordy a couple of weeks ago. He kind of blew our mind several times. Uh, had to go in for a mind adjustment after that. Um, but, uh, Al is, is, has warned me and he wants me to tell you that to put your seatbelts on. Now, you know, I've said that when Ralph Epperson has been on, but he's, he's serious. You need to put your seatbelts on because you're going to hear some stuff tonight. That's going to blow you out of the water, blow your mind, uh, make you maybe even question things. So, um, Without further ado, uh, by the way, uh, I didn't give the date, did I? It's 9.30, uh, 2019, and it's approximately 6.30 in the evening here in the Pacific Coast, the left coast, as we call it here down in the States. And uh, so, uh, Al, um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, your credentials, whatever, you know, who's, who you interviewed with before, and uh, and then uh, I, I would kind of like to, if it's okay with you... Uh, uh, Eric and uh, Jim, uh, just give these uh, guys Gordy and Al a uh, uh, free forum to just go for it. Now, if you need us to ask questions or or whatever, you know, just uh, kind of hint that. And but uh, I think Al that you're a pretty good free speaker, and uh, and so are you, Gordy. And uh, if you could just work off of each other, and uh, we'll just give it to you and then ask questions as they come along. How's that sound?
2: I can That's... be quiet. I can be quiet because I just learned that Dudley Do-Right isn't real. I just, you know, it's, I'm processing that through. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be okay, Jim. You're going to be okay. You're I'll try, right, buddy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, for all the folks out there, my name's Al Matthews. Uh, I live in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. I, um, I'll, I'll tell you, um, I've had a very, very strange life, to put it uh, mildly. Um, when I'll I'll start from the beginning and lead my way up to how I met people like Jim Wilhelmson, L.A. Marzulli, definitely Gordie Tong, a few other people that are are true Christians that are out there to uh, tell the truth so people aren't deceived. Uh, That being said, um, when I was a kid, I lived in uh, Ottawa, Ontario, and I had a twin brother we used to go out on hockey rinks all the time middle of winter freezing cold we didn't care we were just kids right having fun there was one instance and this started everything um we're out on a hockey rink it's probably in January 1972 uh these dates i i, I never forget uh, even though i'm 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 61 now and some things i forget but these dates i do not forget and, and what happened was, we're all out on the rink, and one kid, it's a beautiful blue sky, freezing cold out, one kid looks up and goes, what the heck are those things? And everyone stops playing, and we're looking up, and about, probably about a mile away, there's a pollution plant with three UFOs hovering in a triangle formation, and the sun was just beaming off these things. They all looked the same size, there was no sound. And we're all looking at them, sort of mesmerized looking at them. And then they darted in the sky in a blink of an eye. They must have moved, I don't know, five, ten miles just and gone and then stopped again. Everyone ran into the changing room except for little old me. And I stood out on the middle of the rink and I looked up at these things. And in my mind, I'll never forget this. In my mind, I was so fascinated by seeing this. Uh, I didn't know what UFOs were. And I looked up and I go, what the heck are those things? In my mind, I said, I need to know what these things are. Right after that, the only way I can describe it was I got this overwhelming feeling of warmth and love, like an angelic feeling from these things. And uh, then they just disappeared. They disappeared. We all got together. What are these things? Went home with my twin brother, talked to mom and dad. Uh, my dad was a Navy man in the Merchant Navy in England in the Second World War. And he said, yeah, we used to see these balls of light coming out of the ocean. And we we didn't know what they were. We were more worried about what was below us. And he meant U-boats. <laughs> and uh, we more or less left it at that. But that's only the beginning of the story. As I said, that was 1972. I was 13 years old. I started becoming incredibly paranoid. And as a kid, you don't you don't realize like what's causing this. Uh, my mom was saying I was having, well, I was telling her I was having dreams, always trying to run from something and I couldn't move. I would be looking under the bed every night. I wouldn't go in the basement. I'd be peeking out the windows. My brother was looking at me like, you know, what the heck is wrong with you? My parents ended up splitting us. Uh, from one room we had uh, bunk beds and then we had two big single beds they split us up I was starting to have nosebleeds these weird marks on my fingers Mm. and the the craziest thing is and now you know as you start to learn what's going on and you try and stay away from all the noise and deception um I was walking around the house and I remember this too I tell my mom and we were uh um, how would you say it? we were a Christian family, Protestant, uh, middle, upper class. I had a great mom and dad. We had a good upbringing. I was walking around the house saying, oh, you know, Mom, I don't believe in God. I'm more spiritual. I don't even know where that came from. Wow. I was saying that. And my mom heard it the second or third time she heard it. She goes, where are you getting this stuff from, other kids? And I go, no, Mom, I don't know where I'm getting it from. She goes, well, stop saying it. They ended up putting us in Sunday school. So life went on. Nothing had happened that I remember for years and years. And then I moved up to the Gatineau Hills, which is north of Ottawa, Indian land. And uh, that's when I started having these horrific abductions. I was, this is the, one of the weirdest ones. I mean, there's so many of them. I was driving home from work around 6 in the evening. It was August. It was 1993. Uh, Not a cloud in the sky once again. The summers back there are very hot. And, you you know, you don't have a lot of clouds in the summers. It doesn't rain too much. But I'm driving home. My exit, I'm approaching up in the Gatnos. Once again, Indian land. It's called the Tanaga exit. My cottage is five minutes from there. All of a sudden, I drive past the exit with no discernment. Like normally, if you'd miss something, you go, oh, damn it, why did I miss that? Blah, blah, blah. Nothing. All I felt was I was, the only way I can put it, I was being shut off. It took four to five seconds to shut me off. And then I don't remember until it's pitch blackout. I'm in my little uh, 300Z uh, uh, car being, and this is nuts. I know people are, oh, is he on drugs or this? No, no, no. I'm, I wish I was. <laughs> To be honest with you, from what happened to me, um, I was lowered in this massive, massive, bright, pulsating beam of light in my car, floating. And it's pitch black all around the light. And I'm vibrating. My whole body is vibrating. Um, um, I'll tell you, I had wet my pants. I was so scared. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I looked out the left side of the window looking down and you could see the treetops to put things in perspective. It would be like driving your car off the 50th floor of an apartment building at night, but I was floating. So, uh, that probably tells you why I don't like heights anymore. I don't even like flying. I (laughs) don't know where that came from, but, uh, the car, the car landed on, on the, on the ground, on a road, pitch black out. And I'm watching it, watching the car start itself, The headlights come on, the dash lights up, and I'm watching the car driving, steering on these winding roads. I know that sounds like I'm delusional or nuts or whatever. No, it happened. I'm watching this, and then I had a calmness come over me. I grabbed the steering wheel, pulled off to the side of the road. I didn't have a clue where I was. All I know is really dark out. I was on these winding roads, which is where my cottage was. I mean, the roads were like that, running along the Gatineau River. I looked at my watch. It was a quarter after 10. I had over four hours of missing time. Whoa. So I started Whoa. driving, trying to figure out where the heck am I? Um, I saw a sign, one of the green signs, and it said Maniwaki 12 kilometers. That's 120 K from my cottage with over four hours of missing time. Whoa! But that's when yeah. I moved out here. That's uh, like I drove out here in three days from Ottawa to BC, which is crazy. Normally it's four or five days. Um I had other cases up there, and this shows you how demonic this is, and I mean it is demonic.
4: Um,
3: I would wake up at 2. Uh, I would wake up like I'm catap- catapulted out of bed, sitting up going, whoa, what was that? And I turn around, look at the clock. It's 2.22. This happened several times. 2.22, 3.33.
0: Right, right.
3: Um, And I looked at the clock and I knew something was obviously up. Why did I just catapult out of bed like that? So I pinched my leg to make sure I was awake. And then all of a sudden, this one is another weird one. Um, I'm looking at my closed curtain in the bedroom, sitting on the bed, sitting upright. And something in my mind is telling me to open the curtain. And I look at the curtain. I go, no, I'm not opening the curtain. And then I hear it again, open the curtain. So I open the curtain. There were two humanoid beings. I I saw them face on. They were probably maybe five yards away from me with this light coming down from somewhere above, lighting up the whole oak tree. And these things were floating around the oak tree because I looked down to the ground. They weren't on the ground. They were floating about a foot, at least a foot off the ground. They had square jaws. They were ghost white and their eyes were black. Their hair was black. They were wearing these blue uniforms with a black belt and black boot. I could describe them perfectly to a T. And they would float around this tree and they wouldn't move except for the floating. And when it came to see me in the window, I can just see my head out looking out this window. Their head would turn and just stare at me. And then that's the last thing I remember. 2.22 in the morning. I was dropped on my living room couch probably from about four feet in the air. Boom. and just woke up. Once again, I would wet my pants. I was shaking. I went into the fetal position, just crying, like, you know, what's going on? What, what is this? Why are you doing this to me? So I had some horrific cases up there. And I, I, I'll i tell you, I got the hell out of there. I mean, I thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My well, goodness.
0: <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there was other people seeing you uh, and just well. to,
3: just to tell yeah. you uh, because you know when and i do understand this to an extent i don't anymore because there's so much footage and so many things going on with this stuff nowadays there's still a lot of people oh do you believe in ufos or are we alone i mean it's like saying do you think there's any cars on the planet uh, i i, yeah. I, I so you know, it, it sort of disturbs me because of what happened to me. And just because it happened to me, it doesn't mean everyone should know. But people do need to know and they need to know what this stuff is. So that being said, um, I was uh, I was looking to find out what this stuff was because it was happening over and over again. I and the other thing was that was disturbing. Um, I'll get personal with this. uh I know I was used for the breeding program twice, at least twice. I knew something had happened to me. It wasn't like the Space Brothers just taking me up, which, by the way, don't exist. That's what the New Agers call them. Right. I don't think kidnapping somebody and raping them is, uh, you know, is a good thing, obviously. But uh, I seem to have no control of this. I even had witnesses up there. I'd be standing in the cottage talking to a friend about one of my encounters and then all of a sudden in my head, I go, something's telling me to go outside. Something's telling me to go outside. My buddy's with his Rottweiler. He opened the door. The dog went out the door and then came running in, went underneath the couch. I've heard that one a few times before. Yeah. And my friend goes, what the right. heck is going on? I go, they're outside. They're outside. I'm getting all panicky and hyper. And he goes, calm down, calm down. Are you all right? I go, no, I'm not all right. And we walked outside and about... 40 yards from us was an orb the size of a basketball. It was orange. And all I, the only way I can describe it, it was alive. Uh, huh. To this day, I believe that's a, a, a disembodied spirit that can manifest into whatever. That's right. what I believe because it was communicating with me. So that freaked out my friend. He goes, maybe you should move from here. I don't know what you're up to. And I go, <laughs> believe me, I'm not running around the house in a hoodie carving Ouija boards in the basement. I don't have a clue what's going on here is this haunted land. Well, later on in life, when I moved out to BC, of all people, Dan Aykroyd did a documentary called Unplugged on UFOs. Mm -hmm. I had never seen it, but I bought it immediately. I had four or five buddies over, and uh, we're watching uh, the uh, documentary, and uh, halfway through it, they start talking about the Gatineau Hills and all these people having encounters, and everyone looked at me, and they go, oh, that's you. And then my jaw dropped and I go, do you really think I make this up to make conversation? Uh-huh. Believe me, I'd rather talk about anything else but this. <coughs> Excuse me, but that gave me some credibility. More people started listening to me from then on. I met people like Jim Willemson, uh, Gordy Tong and LA Marzulli. And uh, they've led me to the truth and through proper research. I mean, anybody, anybody that uses your mind properly Will, can figure this stuff out. It is so obvious. It's so, so obvious. And what gets me more than anything is all these people that just are wishful thinkers and, and just, no, I don't want to hear any negative stuff. I want to hear about the good ones. Well, you know, where the heck are they? I
2: right. believe in
3: God, Jesus Christ, and angels. I've had angelic encounters warning me. I mean, I could go, I could talk for months of Sundays about this. I met a woman that wasn't human, out here years and years after my last encounter back in the Gatnos, which was 1994. And this is, this is a really creepy one. It was on Coast to Coast. George Norris was like, that's one of the creepiest things I've ever heard. So listen to this one um, if you can. Um, 2008, I was working as a contractor for a company called Williams Moving, I was in their overseas division. I had a lady who had a container coming in to uh, a place called Anasis Island, uh, which is uh, just outside Vancouver, going into storage. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the lady. I had all her paperwork. I saw, oh, she's coming from Kuwait. She's moving back here. So I met her with one of my employees who had heard all my stories, or a bunch of them. And he believed me. He never dissed me. He goes, yeah, my mom and dad are into this stuff, and it seems pretty weird and whatever. So excuse me, um, the lady shows up in her vehicle, uh, a, a pretty girl, uh, you know, driving a very nice vehicle. She gets out. I look at her and I go, she's wearing the weirdest glasses you've ever seen. It's something out of Star Trek. Can you get some water? Yeah. Please. And She's wearing these weird glasses and I just look at her and I go, how can you look in the mirror and wear those? And Then I realize, what am I thinking? Maybe she has an eye problem. You know, I shouldn't be thinking that but I did because they look so strange and i would never seen anywhere wear glasses like this they were black and wrapped around no light could get in so I figured maybe she had an eye problem Mm -hmm. so I approach her shake her hand I go this is my assistant so and so um, welcome back to Vancouver I hear you moved here before and you're coming from Kuwait and she goes uh, she goes yeah I have to put all my stuff in storage and this and that she seemed normal and Then she goes, uh, I said, uh, why would you, um, do you mind me asking, why would you move from Kuwait? I guess uh, everything is straightened out over there from that war or not everything. But she looked at me and she just totally changed. She goes, oh, there's going to be another war, another war. And I don't know why I said this. I go, I said to her, don't you believe in a higher power? And she looks at me right in front of my assistant and goes, what do you mean, Al, UFOs? And I go, excuse me? She goes, you know, UFOs. I know you've oh. been taken by them many times, and so have I. We were supposed to meet.
2: Oh! <laughs> Run! Oh,
3: no kidding. <laughs> my, friend, my friend looked at me and just shook his head like, Ugh. "Like what's that about? We're going up in the elevator. And she goes right up by my ear and starts whispering in my ear, they're listening. I go, who's listening? What are you doing? She goes, you know, the greys are always watching and listening. And I just told her, I go, look, I'm here to do a job. You're really starting to creep me out. Um, Maybe we'll talk about this another time. What did I do? I gave her my number. (laughs) Why did I give her my number? Yeah, yeah. You're curious. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They they
3: me. I mean, you meet somebody out of the blue that's telling you stuff like this. I have never met this lady before in my life. And so I gave her my number. Uh, she called me about a week later. And I went and met her and her girlfriend uh, just down the road from my place. And I said to my friend, oh, do you want to go over and, and chat and find out what's going on with this lady? And she goes, not a chance. She really creeped me out. So I said, well, I'm going to go anyway. I, I've got to find out what's going on. Anyway, I show up. <laughs> she answers the door. She's got a big glass of red wine. She's still wearing those weird glasses. Her girlfriend's standing behind her. Looked totally normal. No glasses, nothing. She had a big glass of wine. I could tell they are a little tipsy. They are just having a bit of fun. I don't, don't pass judgment on that. We yeah. go outside. We sit down. We're sitting there. Their wine glasses on the table. Out of the corner of my eye. I see this massive black fly in her wine glass. And I go, oh, there's a big fly in your wine glass. I'll get some Kleenex and get it for you. And she just smiled at me. And she goes, no, I'll get it. She stuck her finger in the wine glass. I watched her. Her hand come down, stuck her finger in the wine glass. The fly didn't move. It stuck to her finger. She brought it to about eight inches from her mouth and went like this. No! it in. Oh, my
2: goodness. I saw something like that on V. I think I would have gotten up and ran.
3: Uh, uh, I'm a bit of a joker. I said to her, holy smokes, if you're hungry, I can make you a sandwich. Why did you do that? (laughs)
2: He just smiled at me. Reptiles like insects.
3: Yeah, I go home. Yeah, I couldn't believe that one. But anyway, she took off her glasses. Then she got on top of me, and I said, look, I've got a girlfriend. She goes, Oh, I have two boyfriends and a husband. And I go, oh boy, you're busy. I go, I don't need to hear that stuff. And she went to kiss me. I pushed her back.
0: Fly when breath. I pushed
3: her back. Her eyes shape shifted.
0: Oh god.
3: set her, her eyes went to a like a snake size or a an owl, well a reptile. Mm-hmm. Her eyes went golden where the whites are with streaks, and her pupils shrunk.
0: Whoa.
3: And I, I and when I pushed her back, her face was maybe. I don't know, 18 inches from my face when she did that, and I immediately I just grabbed her arm and pushed her off me, and I said to her, what the hell was that? And she gave me the most demonic laugh you've ever heard in your life, and I just ran out of the place, I was just screaming at her, you stay away from me.
2: Well, so finally, yeah. I was wondering if you were ever going to run away or not.
3: <laughs> yes, we're married now, we have uh, 15 children. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in
2: the Galactic Federation. Okay. Well, that'll wrap up our story for tonight. Yes.
3: And <laughs> never come on again. No, but, no, that um, that was in two thousand and
0: eight. Wow. So,
3: is that a hybrid or is it somebody possessed? I don't know. But it shows you how these things watch you. I mean, that's from nineteen ninety four to two thousand and eight. Between that period of time, I lived in a house that was haunted. Uh, My roommate got possessed. My pet cat got possessed, believe it or not. Um, Things would move around in the place um, with lots of witnesses. I didn't have too many friends coming over after a while. We were talking one night, watching a football game. There's five guys over there. I made uh, spaghetti for everyone. And I said, oh, I got this new video on UFOs. And this one guy goes, oh, we're not going to watch that stuff again. Immediately, the remote control lifted off the coffee table and flew right into his bowl of spaghetti. (laughs) You've never seen somebody turn so white in all your life. He couldn't even speak. He was stuttering. Yeah, he left. I'd never seen that guy again. He came over with one of my other friends. And they were just like, yeah, there's something going on here. And I go, no kidding. Wow. So. Wow. So that's when I started researching this stuff more and more. Uh, bottom line, I got hold of, uh, uh, through Gordy Tong, a gentleman named Dele Marzuli. Then I talked to Jim Williamson. Uh, Jim set me straight on this stuff, has helped me incredibly. And I thank you so much for that. I ended up joining a UFO meetup group, which started out pretty good at first because I was helping actual abductees. And then it started getting infiltrated by all these people that are channeling and welcoming the Space Brothers. I tell them you're more or less promoting kidnapping, rape, and murder. You don't know what you're talking about. It. Please look into it. But a lot of them don't. It goes in one ear and out the other. They don't want to hear anything negative. So that group, uh, group imploded and closed down, which is good in a way. So most of these people aren't deceiving other people. But I, I just see this going on and on and on and on. We're starting to get some disclosure. I would say it might be 1% of what, I mean, especially the U.S. Navy, that show called Unidentified, that's only 1% of what's going on. They're not talking about things like the Fort Benning incident, 1,100 military guys abducted, all this stuff with nuclear bases. I mean, it goes on and on, all these people vanishing off the face of the earth. And, uh, yeah, it's all this stuff, I, I would say, is totally demonic.
1: Yeah, Yeah. You mentioned that earlier about people vanishing. Um, You mentioned part of, I think, Alberta, but uh, we also brought up the subject before we got on the air of national parks and things like that, and even Sasquatch in in Vancouver. You want to elaborate on that a little more? I think that's a fascinating subject.
3: That's that's another good one. Um, My boss had me fly up to Port Hardy from the mainland. Uh, I had to go pick up a five-ton truck, and Port Hardy is the tip of the of the, the north part of the island of Vancouver it's gorgeous up there but lots of woods as soon as I landed I got my hotel room and I said oh, I'll take a little walk around the town I went into an A&W restaurant I, I talked to immediately I spotted a couple of uh, native gentlemen or uh, Indian folks and I sat down one guy was probably in his 50s and I go hmm, I think I'm going to talk to this guy <laughs> So I told him, uh, I'm a paranormal researcher. I look into these things. Do you believe in UFOs? He just smiled at me. He goes, they're all over the place. He goes, UFOs, orbs, and then he says, Sasquatch. Whoa. (laughs) When I go, oh, you believe in Sasquatch? He goes, believe in Sasquatch? They exist. They live in cave systems up here. There's families of them. He goes, you won't hear any animal life around these caves. The animals know not to go around these cave systems. He goes, they're all over the place. Wow. I told them, I told them, uh, I think they're Nephilim. They're a mix of human and something else, human and animal. Some exactly. of them are mortal. Some of them are mortal. Some of them aren't. Some of them are telepathic. And I, I wanted to talk to David Pilates about this years ago. Um, he, he talks about people going through these portals. Uh, I believe most of them are being teleported. I've been teleported. A girlfriend of mine's being teleported. Two UFO abductees. You could be in a room talking to your buddy, turn your back, and then you're gone. Huh. You can just like being teleported. And you could be in one place and then a heartbeat in another place. So,
0: huh.
3: I, personally, I believe that's going on. Right. I believe uh, a lot of these ships, I mean, there's thousands of sightings a month around the world. Think of the ones that are cloaking that you're not even seeing. You could have one hovering over your house and you can't see the thing. You're not going to hear it.
0: That's right. And they
3: can teleport you. So they're teleporting a lot of these people. Uh, I I can only, I don't even want to think what's happening to them. All I know is we're not the highest thing on the food chain. Uh, There's, uh, I believe there's different groups of these entities that battle each other. Right. So you can't say, "Oh, one's good because they're battling the other." It's like two bike gangs battling each other for territory
0: and
1: control. <laughs> right. That's what
3: I believe that's going on.
1: Uh-huh. You know? Uh huh. Yeah, the Bible talks about uh, principalities and powers, and I do believe that some powers and principalities try to take over areas from another. And I do believe that at that time is when <clears throat> we have war.
0: <clears throat>
1: excuse me, we have wars and, and things like that where. Uh, where one country takes over another country isn't it no would you say that might be an accurate depiction
3: i agree with that i, I believe hitler was possessed what he was getting into all these people channeling and the secret society of real that's uh, jim's uh jim's incredible work with the about nazis and that um yeah they select people to deceive other people and and create all these wars, and they love people being slaughtered. They love uh, this has been going on forever. What happened to all the Mayans? What happened to the Hopi Indians? What happened to all these other Aboriginal groups that were more or less worshiping these things as star people? They right. disappear. They vanish. Mm-hmm. They vanish.
1: Yeah, we hear about people disappearing in national parks down here all the time, and I'm assuming it's the same up there.
3: Oh, it is. It totally is up here. And uh, there's been some recent stories. Um, I, I've, uh, <laughs> there's one guy called the Cowboy. He was an American lad uh, from Colorado, came up to Merritt, which is uh, up in uh, up in uh, the farming lands in uh, in uh, B.C. It's a beautiful area, a lot of open ranges, a lot of horseback riding, lots of cattle. Anyway, this guy, big guy, 6'4", 250 pounds, used to hunt and everything, all of a sudden he disappeared. They found his horse in the strangest place. And they couldn't understand it. And what I've noticed, and this is another thing, talking to some of these RCMP, I said, yeah, all of a sudden they had this special task force that comes in. I believe they have a special, and then everything went quiet. You didn't hear anything more about it. It was just hushed. We've had other cases on the island, on Vancouver Island, where this guy was happily married, wife, two kids, hardworking guy, not into drugs or alcohol, and they see him literally, and I say that this mind-control stuff is going on and on and on. People are mind-controlled in these parks to lead off these trails from their other buddies, and these things are waiting for them. I would almost bet my life on that because I've been mind-controlled by these things several times with witnesses saying it was – they say it was like you were in a trance. I could hear them, but I couldn't react to them saying, oh, don't go outside. What are you doing? I could just hear them, and I would walk outside, look up in the sky, and I'd go, oh, that's a bright star, and then all of a sudden, the blink of an eye, of my eye, I'd have this ball of light, white ball of light, hovering over a tree line about 30, 40 yards away from me, just pulsating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've had just endless, endless encounters.
1: What about my (laughs) labs? You had any encounters with those, or...?
3: No, I I do remember waking up in a a cave system, and it was a cave system with light emanating from this doorway. There wasn't a door. It was an opening in this cave, and light was emanating from it, and I was on a metal table naked, and I could only move my head and my neck, and I looked to the left of me. I saw these two little creatures that were about three feet tall. They were ghost white. I call them like little marshmallow people with black eyes. And both of their heads were tilted on an angle looking at me. Then I looked to the right of me and there were two more. And that's the last thing I remembered. Huh. So i would woken up probably when I wasn't supposed to wake up. Right. Or maybe right. I, I, you know, I question this at times. Why would I wake up from some of these encounters? I never went under hypnosis. I'm glad about that. I've been haunted enough by this stuff. But I'll tell you one thing. The truth has set me free from this stuff. I have survived this and my purpose is to warn people. If I don't know something, I'm not gonna tell somebody that I, I know what it is. I'm trying to tell the truth as the best I can, document uh, all my stories to people so they, they are awake of what's going on so people aren't deceived.
5: Right, right. That's, that's
3: uh, you mentioned
5: the National Parks in the States, uh, Dave, the, the research of David Pilates, correct?
2: Right, the uh, cop,
5: right? Yes. Yeah. He, uh, he has mentioned uh, people disappearing here in British Columbia. He mentioned a, a highway of tears, which I all mentioned earlier. He also mentioned in the North Shore Mountains uh, near Vancouver, people have disappeared. Some of these people are just, you know, they get lost for a while, but there are places, there are, there are some disappearances that are hard to explain. We have found uh, these shoes near uh, the mouth of rivers or by the beach. And there's parts of a human uh, toe, or part of the. Yeah. But uh, we don't know what happened to the person. That's been reported. Uh,
3: I have a question. How many of these people, and they're never going to tell you this, how many of these people are drained of their blood? I I, I, I question that. I, I believe uh, some of these people are drained of their blood, just like they do with cattle. Right. Well, I was going
2: to say there there have been human mutilations in many cases. The only ones that have been coming forward and proclaiming these or in third world nations? I think, yep. in, especially in the States, we are so good at covering this stuff up. You don't hear about it. It happens, but you don't well, hear about
3: it. Well, Jim, what you need to watch, you can write this one down, is NATO and human mutilations. It's three ex-British police officers that met a Black Beret that was working with the U.S. military, with NATO, that were... Going to UFO crash sites and finding in these ships these reptilian things coming out with glowing red eyes, horns on their head. They weren't the little cute entities that you see on the Disneyland movies. They Mm. looked like devils. And these things would kill them. They were mortal. They could kill them. But inside these ships, they were full of human body parts. It's called NATO and human mutilations.
0: Mutilations.
3: It's disturbing. That's on YouTube right now. put it mildly. Um, Yeah. But
5: uh, David Pilates uh, mentioned one of the main cluster areas or national parks where people are disappearing is Yosemite. And again, yeah, uh, I, mm-hmm. I did some research on the history of Yosemite. Uh, I don't know if they mentioned it before, but that that land used to belong to an Indian uh, tribe. And it was kind of like their happy hunting ground. But when the white settlers and the American government saw this land, they wanted the the Indians to relocate. Uh, but they, the Indians didn't want to relocate, so there were uh military and militia that brought came in and killed some of the Indians, killed the chief's son, and uh, drove them off the land but if you if, there's a curse from this indian chief
3: yeah
5: uh, on this parkland he uh that curse is mentioned online i've I found uh several references to it uh mm-hmm. but when that land got cursed. Things started to ha- bad. Things started to happen, and Pilates says that that particular park, but there's other parks as
3: well. Point Pleasant,
5: yeah. Mothman, the Mothman, the Mothman prophecy uh, story uh, by John Keel. Again, this was land that was owned by the Indians. The Indians were killed or displaced or relocated. They put a curse on the land. It's called the Cheat Cornstalk land. And in modern times, there's been a sighting of this cryptid called Mothman. Thing seven or eight feet tall. Very,
0: oh yeah, uh,
5: right. That was right. in the movie Mothman Prophecies yep. it was in yep. deal book. But there was also men in black sightings, UFOs, poltergeist activity. Uh, so there seems to be some uh, relationship with a cursed land and people disappearing. That's uh, that's something Pilates didn't mention too much. He may be aware of it, but. Uh, Mount Shasta is that area too. There's been people disappeared.
3: Full uh, of new age people, Indian folks. Oh I yeah. Mean,
5: yeah,
3: yeah. Yes. It's the same pattern over and over again.
5: Well, not, some of the Aboriginal people uh, in the Shasta area said, "Don't go above the tree line. You'll be taken." Because some of the people that have gone above the tree line have seen some non-human looking beings or humanoid beings. They're, they're called the Lemurians. Uh, That was depicted in one of the episodes of uh, National Park Secrets, and Pilates uh, contributed to that.
3: Yeah, that was interesting. But people
5: have disappeared on that mountaintop. But there are people going to Mount Shasta to to try to make contact with aliens. Okay? There are Bigfoot creatures in the area. We know a fellow named James. I mentioned him two weeks ago. And he's been down, and he thinks there are portals in uh, Mount Shasta. And he's been told that maybe in the future, if, you know, if he is uh, uh, trusting of these beings called the benefactors, mm-hmm. uh, he will be given a key to the portal. So some people are hoping actually to, to be taken from this world, you know, in, in case of some apocalyptic event, nearby event. I Good luck that, with that. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, there, uh, there is getting to be more and more reports of people disappearing in many different countries uh, I think uh, Pilates has written five or six books on the subject. He's up to nine.
3: Nine books wow. now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
5: And, uh, there are hunters disappearing, fishermen
3: disappearing. Some of these disappearances are hard to explain. They just don't make sense. I've it, talked to people that have traveled to Australia and the Blue Mountains, uh, yes. those areas. I've had a friend. <laughs> this is another, I mean, I try and talk to everyone. I do enjoy my life. My life isn't just everything about aliens, otherwise my head would explode. But I do enjoy my life, but I do like talking to people. I like talking to interesting people. A lot of these RCMP I'm talking to uh, are having spooky encounters, especially up in these areas that are very remote. You're out in your cruiser and you look up and you see this thing zigzagging in the sky and then stop and start floating towards you. I don't care how big your gun is, you're going to be a little spooked. And uh, I hear it over and over again. A lot of people have this very negative feeling. It's not, you know, it's it's nothing good.
0: Right. So,
3: uh, more people are waking up to it. I wish uh, some of these new agers uh, would not be listening to s- some of these people out there just spewing about stuff that's the opposite of what's going on. Yeah, some right. contactees are actually yeah. telling people to go up into the mountains. Yep
5: and using to, uh, meditation, lasers to make contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, James says, you know, he's trying to do that. And so far, he hasn't been taken, but he's been given a promise that if, you know, if he keeps listening to these uh, beings he calls the benefactors, and they, they're a human-looking type of alien that are highly telepathic. and uh, That's what they look like.
3: That's probably yeah. not what they look like. Probably that's, that's what they yeah. appear to be like. Yeah. Uh,
5: uh, they remind me of some of the uh, of the uh, the story of uh, valiant Thor and his crew. Uh, you can have, some of them have blonde hair, some have wavy brown hair. Some are they are have very fine features. I mean, they look like Hollywood movie stars or models. Or uh, Richard Dolan said uh, Scandinavian supermodels. They can look amazing, <laughs> yet they are highly telepathic. And if they know that you have an interest in making contact, you're interested in this. Oh, subject, they read your mind. They can read that. They can read your mind, and then they will set up situations and will start to draw you into this possibility of contact. And some people are disappearing. There's actually a case. Uh, uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Company. Um, it's a CBC. They did a documentary about a case on Vancouver Island. There's a fellow named Granger Taylor, I believe. He was kind of a young man who was a mechanical genius. He was able to put, you know, cars together, trains, planes. planes. And anyways, uh, he got fascinated with the UFO phenomena. He built a little kind of UFO UFO, uh, uh, place where he could hang out with his buddies, where he would sleep sometimes. But he was definitely putting up the thoughts that he was very interested in you know, the UFO phenomenon. Eventually, he made contact, and the beings told him, and this was in a CBC documentary. You yeah. can watch it on YouTube. Uh, anyways, he uh, uh, they, these beings told him that they were going to give him a ride in a UFO, that they were going to give him a ride in a, a craft. So he told his, some of his friends and relatives that he was going to, you know, disappear for a while. He's never
3: been seen again.
5: He thought he was going to be back in two months. He's yeah. never been found again. Wow. And his disappearance is very mysterious. Uh, his friends don't know what happened to him. His relatives don't know what happened to him. But he had written a note to some of his relatives saying that uh, uh, these, uh, these beings from space were going to give me a ride. I'll be back soon, maybe in a couple of months. But he's never come back. Right. So there is this kind of uh, offer uh, if you're interested in the UFO phenomenon, you put out the thoughts. Yeah, watch they... what you think and beware with what you
3: play with. <laughs> that's right, because and that exactly. opens the door to these things and, big and, time. And these beings
5: are telepathic; they can channel information to you, uh, give you guidance, and set you up. Eventually, if you continue to trust these beings, that's why there's people that we know that are being, you know, conditioned and getting ready. Oh to you know to try to disappear from this world go on a spaceship or or enter a portal and like i mentioned Jane's, but there's others uh there's a woman in oh a mission. i'll tell you
3: about this yeah, lady mission uh, i'd have a better chance of uh, waking her up uh, i'd have a better chance of t- talking to a five-year-old explaining this which i would never do but that explains this lady is so involved in this stuff uh I told her about my encounters. She's been used for the breeding program. She's native uh, Indian, or Métis, I guess, Métis Indian. And she also says she's Roman Catholic. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> but uh, she believes in God, but she's also into all the spiritual stuff, like Space Brothers and all this other bunk. And, uh, and Sweat she, lodges. Yeah, sweat lodges. <laughs> and she's been abducted. So I warned her about this. I heard after I told her what I said, because she said she saw Jesus on a ship with a bunch of greys around. One was injured, and Jesus was holding a ball of light over this um, injured grey. And I said, believe me, you're not going to see Jesus on a a ship full of demons and devils. And she goes, don't you tell me when I see Jesus. And I go, oh, no, here we go. So um, uh, I warned her about that. I found out two weeks later, she told another associate that I knew that she saw me up on the neighbor's roof looking in her window. It was a doppelganger of me. So she uh-huh. wants nothing to do with me. First things first, I would never do that. Right. I don't like it. I wouldn't go up on somebody's roof. I'm not a creepy guy. That's, <laughs> what these, that's what these things do. <laughs> yeah. now, she, now I'm the bad guy, and uh, she wants nothing to do with me. But I, I'll tell you, There's a lot of these people. You can talk to them until you're blue in the face. You can try, try, and try. And, you know, eventually you have to move on. There was another lady I met at a a Christmas party. And she goes, oh, my dad would really like to meet you. He's channeling the Space Brothers. And everything's wonderful. And he's being used for a higher purpose. And I said, you watch down the road. He's going to regret what he's doing. Guess what? His house is haunted. These things are showing up where only he can see them, his wife and kids aren't seeing them, and they all think he's losing his mind. And I go, well, I guess the Space Brothers are hard at work again. And I go, you know, these things just, they can read your mind. They, they more or less know what you believe in. Right. And the, the, when you start waking up at what this stuff is and believing in God and actually showing no fear, they know that.
0: Uh-huh. But
3: they'll still try and trick you and play with you. I was under spiritual attack for two months after I woke up to this stuff. And then nothing. I have no fear.
1: Right, right.
3: And the, we, uh, the, I wrote a
1: whole book about that, uh, about the name of Jesus chasing these things away. And the name yes. of Jesus does do it. And, you know, it's funny because you bring up the New Age thing. And uh, I had a lady call me up one time, and she said, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And I go, what are you talking about? Who are you, first of all? <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? and she said well i read your book and she says and i've used the name of jesus several times in it, and they never go away they always abduct me and a thought came to my mind and i know it was the holy spirit and right. ask her who jesus is so i asked her i said who's jesus to you oh well he's mm-hmm. the, the galactic ruler oh. of the universe you know <laughs> and i said lady i said the reason that you're you know, you're calling on the wrong Jesus. You're exactly what you're doing is akin, is akin to uh, running into Gestapo headquarters and saying, "Save me from Hitler." You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Good way but, to put it.
1: Yeah, but it's you know, and we um, and I think you know, we Jim and and Gordy, I think we ought to start Pepsi up again, maybe under a different name or something.
5: But yeah, yeah, yeah that could be, that'd be terrific if it, it, it could go. Yeah, maybe a different name, because it, it's not just about abductions anymore, right? Right,
3: right. Well, right. The, 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 the thing that's going on now, which is more disturbing than anything, is all these people vanishing. And, right. I mean, there's lots. I mean, it's not just uh, down the coast here. It's all around the world. I can't even imagine how many people are being taken by these things. And I know it's not good. I, right. have a, a,
5: a, I had a, a paranormal help hotline a number of years ago. I still run it, but I don't get as many calls now. But uh, a few years ago, I got a call from a fisherman, a commercial fisherman that fishes on the West Coast here. And he was with a small crew, a couple of guys in his his fishing boat. They were uh, in Georgia Strait near a place called Texida Island fishing. And they had a UFO encounter, a very, uh, some kind of large UFO was over their boat. And, uh, this fellow, I call him Fisherman Bob or Fish, Fisherman Bob uh-huh. or Bill. He uh, he said he and his entire crew in a boat was taken up into the UFO. Wow. Uh, that uh, Then he said when we did get back into the water, they lowered our boat. We were miles and miles away at the north end of Texas Island. It took hours and hours to get back to where we were. Later on, he had another UFO sighting at the mouth of the Fraser River, uh, not far from Vancouver, but that time, he didn't get abducted. Anyways, uh, I met with him in person, and I told him that some of these beings, they may appear to you as being extraterrestrial, but there are some of the top ufologists like uh, Jacques Vallée, uh, <laughs> Heineck and uh, John Keel, they believe that these beings are interdimensional right and remain interdimensional that opens the possibility to all kinds of other things other than extraterrestrial that could be something demonic something fallen angelic Uh, and so he started to listen to me I said well you can stop these abductions I think I told him through the name of Jesus Christ anyways uh, I told him that you know he needs spiritual protection anyways he, uh, he started to go to church And uh, I never heard from him again. I don't know what happened to him. But uh, that was just one person that called me on the hotline. Well,
3: you got to watch what church you go to, too. Oh, you have to be careful. This stuff stuff is in everything. I'm just so floored the more I look into this, how much deception and how people are actually sucking up all this stuff. Oh, yeah. and Thinking, well, you know, well, the good ones are here, and I, it's like, where are they? There's God, there's Jesus Christ, and God's angels. I mean, the, the rest of this stuff to me is all deception, demonic, evil. These things are tricksters. They're compulsive liars. Right. Compulsive liars, which is the opposite, the total opposite of Jesus. Jesus is pure truth. These things will manipulate truth to get your attention. I mean, and as I said, it's a shame, but there are a lot of gullible people out there. And uh, I, I, I really fear for a lot of these people. They yes. will be deceived. Like uh, um, uh, Al mentioned uh,
5: that Aboriginal lady, I've met her as, uh, I've, I've talked to her as well. Her name's Ray. Uh,
3: Ray oh, Donk. don't say her. No, don't. Uh, but don't anyways,
5: do uh, but to pray for her, she does believe in Jesus. Uh, she does have a, some Christian faith. But she said when she was younger, she was raped by some ca- uh, some Catholic priest. Mm. So she's kind of wary of the Catholic Church now, right. uh, because of what happened to her many years ago. Uh, James, he said when he was young, he was brought up Catholic, but his father and brother were very physically abusive with him. He had a rough time growing up in that family. So he didn't. They didn't find uh, solace or comfort or. Or or safety uh, within the church they were attending. That's why they're looking for something else. uh, Somehow they got interested in uh, in the UFO phenomena and uh, what they perceive to be aliens that are more spiritual or very benign. Mm -hmm. Uh, One person that you were with me with uh, when Paul Hellier spoke at EVC. Yeah. No, like Paul Hellier is our former defense minister of
3: Canada. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean anything. You no, can no, be a
5: general and not know anything about this. The right. thing is that he had his own UFO sighting in Ontario. Yeah. He got interested in the UFO subject to the point where he invited he got an invitation to speak at, at the University of Toronto at an exopolitics gathering. Mm-hmm. And the the exopolitics group is made up of a lot of researchers and contactees. Yeah. He was debriefed according to his book by uh, Dr. Stephen Greer and right. Sheridan McLean, and even though he has a Christian background, he's got a United Church. Age. Yeah, uh, he he believes that some of these beings at, at are maybe more human-like, uh, uh, possibly spiritual.
3: They're hybrid. They
5: can help us, you know, give us new technology, new science, new sources of free energy. Dr. Stephen Greer says the same thing, but. Unfortunately, Paul Harry was debriefed by Dr. Steven Greer people. and and others, and he has been uh, involved with some conferences here. Oh, it's where just... they're trying to make the, the, the some of these aliens, uh, the beings, especially that are human looking and more
3: spiritual, mm, the space as, brothers, I as mean, being me a
5: break. that they're they're going to help us. So and, the uh, old
3: saying is, "Beware of the company you keep," and <laughs> because yeah. exactly. But like I say, we. When
5: something is obviously uh, evil-looking, okay, like a reptilian alien or something insect-like, yeah, we kind of get frightened. But when when this phenomenon starts to appear as something benign, like remember Jesus warned us about wolves and sheep's clothing, right, right. Well, can you imagine fallen angelic and demonic beings posing and masquerading as benign aliens? That's a very powerful deception. Oh, they're doing it over and over again, deceiving and, a lot of people. And, like I say, uh, you know, uh, this lady did claim that she saw Jesus aboard a UFO healing somebody. Yeah. Right. So, this word right. Jesus is starting to appear not only in, in UFO experiences, but well, I mentioned before near death experiences. Mm-hmm. And well, um,
1: one thing that. Anyway. I'm can... oh, sorry, Corey. Forgive me. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was going to have... say uh, one thing that Jim and I have. have both have had encounters with is uh is uh well i'll I'll tell you mine and he uh, back in 2010 uh december i lost my first wife and you know you go through grieving you know and uh, i'd do anything if she was back you know and stuff like that anyway um so one day i i hear in my ear she's coming back but it's not going to be her you'll see her again but it's not going to be her And I went, whoa, that's weird. And so I I started thinking about that. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's it's interesting the way that the Lord puts this stuff together in your head, you know. (laughs) All of a sudden, I started thinking about the UFOs, the alien inductions, the taking the sperm and the ovum. Why would they do that except that they wanted to make their own race of people, okay? So I I see the great deception, or at least part of it, as being, you know – Every Christian, let's just say every Christian that's lost somebody and they, and they missed them dearly, all of a sudden gets a knock on the door. It's <coughs> that relative. Oh, well, hey, yeah, I'm back. You know, um, I've been resurrected. Uh, and I wanted to tell you that your thoughts are wrong about by, about God. You know, God, you know, and then they start going into this whole New Age gospel oh, thing. Yeah. You know, and, and stuff like that. And Jim had a similar experience to that, too. And um, Yes you know, a dream or something, I think he could tell you better, but um, so, you know, I have no problem believing that this is going to happen, that these things are going to come back and, you know, if they're going to create a body that doesn't have a soul in it, boy, there's going to be a lot of demons that are going to want to move into to apartments like that, you know, <laughs> and they're, they're going to be the demons that hung around you, you know, I, I, I firmly believe that if you, if you have a guardian angel and, you know, I know that's kind of a Catholic thought, but <clears throat> If you have a guardian angel, you might have a, a demon that's hanging around too, watching everything that you do and knows everything that you've done in your entire life, the things you've said, that's in right. secret And everything else, and and you're going to have that person coming to your door, knocking on your door. And I think a lot of a lot of Christians are going to fall for that. I I hate to say it, but I think it's true.
5: Yeah. Well, there's a lady that Carla Turner mentions in her research. I remember I told you Carla Turner is a former right. abductee. Mm-hmm. She's passed away now, but she uh, Amazing there lady. was a case of a, a grand and grandmother uh, who was abducted. And, anyways, uh, went aboard the craft. Uh, she actually thought maybe, you know, she was uh, in the presence of demons or devils and stuff. She wasn't sure at first what was going on. But then, um, uh, one of these aliens that was maybe uh, more scary looking tried to have sex with her. Of course, she was repulsed by it, uh-huh. and and it was the alien walked away into a doorway and disappeared. And then out came someone that looked like her dead spouse. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this being that looked like her spouse uh, tried to have sex with her. Um,
0: uh-huh. I don't
5: know if, if anything happened. But Carla Turner said, that is not your husband. <laughs> mm-hmm, <I'm> not <laughs> not your, you know, this was probably a, a some kind of interdimensional alien uh, being.
3: Well, at they first just pretending
5: them. to be alien at first and now pretending to be your dead spouse. Mm. Also, there's been abductees I've heard that have seen their friends yeah. uh, aboard a UFO uh, that uh, they didn't know were, being ab- uh, were abducted. And they're encouraged to have sex, but it wasn't their friends. Yeah, they were meeting oh, or they the just UFO.
3: put that in your mind that's what you're seeing i'm waiting for somebody to say they've seen colonel sanders <laughs> i mean it's so ridiculous on some of these encounters on these ships and these people believe it uh-huh. i mean seen elvis they've seen hitler they've seen lost loved ones i mean once you're uh, uh, once you're awake about this stuff you realize how deep this deception is and the lies and i mean it just goes on and on a couple other things I did want to mention, I feel comfortable mentioning, especially since I, I've known Jim for a while now. I haven't talked to him for a bit. But uh, my last encounter in the Gatineaus, Um I phoned my friend out here in BC and I said, look, um, I'm fearing for my life. I had told him a few other encounters and he goes, sell your, sell your plays, get the hell out, out here now. He goes, don't wait. I hung up the phone, and I'm thinking, and then all I heard was the softest voice in my ear going, It is time to leave. It is time you must go. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. Clear as day. And I, I, I drove out here two days later. Right Then when I was out here, I, I don't know if it was an angel. All I know, it was good. I broke down after um, I was at a baseball tournament in my beautiful old 70 Firebird, and the brakes are starting to click. And I'm going, oh, the, the brakes were done a while ago, but I'll just drive home slowly. And before I walked, when I was walking up to the car, I pulled the keys out of my pocket. And once again, I heard that same voice. And it went like this. Don't do it. And then in the other ear, immediately after I heard this, do it. Just like that. Really? Got in the car, got in an accident five minutes later. Wow. Clear as day. Do it. And I huh. did it. And now I will not be deceived after that. Right. I mean, so yeah, wow. I've had some weird
1: stuff. That's amazing. Clear as Claire, day. What do you guys think about, um, uh, to, to kind of uh, throw this into the mix, the black-eyed children and uh, what do they call them now? They're calling
5: them star children, I think, or something uh, kind of They thing. actually have been seen here in Vancouver. Really? Uh, we have a, uh, we we know somebody. He's been a long time abductee. Uh, his abduction started when he was a child in Saskatchewan. Oh, uh, but anyways, uh, uh, he uh, oh, he's he was a d- bus driver at one time when he was healthy. He can't drive bus now. Mm-hmm. But he said that when he was driving around uh, on a couple of occasions, he picked up two strange women that came on his bus. Everybody on the bus had missing time. Yeah.
3: This a while. is a weird one. That was the case. And then uh, you know he could he, he could hear their voices if, in, as if they were standing right beside him steering the bus. And he turned around thinking, oh, they're whispering in my ear. And then he looked up in the mirror and they're both there, like about eight rows back, just smiling at him. Whoa. And he had this overwhelming, creeping feeling, creepy feeling. And then he had missing time. I mean, it's amazing how these things can shut off everything around you if they want you. They can also make you see something where everyone else isn't seeing it. I mean, uh, supernatural, I guess, is almost an understatement of what these things can do. But anyways, on another route, he he saw a woman waiting for the bus. Oh, yeah. And
5: uh, what caught his attention was this woman's eyes were all black. Totally black. And they were staring back at him. Oh, man. So the I've never heard of black-eyed children up here, but uh,
3: there, are, adults.
5: there are cases of black-eyed adults and black-eyed, black-eyed children now. It's not just uh, children anymore. Now,
3: just, just uh, adding on to that gentleman, I don't want to mention his name. I don't think that's the right thing. I don't think he'd want that. But right. uh, I was interacting with him at the UFO meetup group. He said to me, he goes, I can tell in your eyes when I'm talking to you and telling me your stories. Uh, you're not you're not fibbing or making stuff up. And I go, I have no reason to. When I would talk to him, it was like PTSD on steroids, some of his encounters, being raped by these things. He said he had this, this woman that came into the room when he was lying on a table, and he described her as a lady coming out of a concentration camp with terminal cancer,
0: oh. uh,
3: missing half her hair. It was just skin and bone, like on a skeleton, wearing this uh, disgusting uh, sort of like ripped-up dress, and she raped him, and he screamed to her, who are you? Get off me. She mentioned his ex-wife's name. Wow. Kind of <laughs> like a succubus or something, huh? Yeah. yeah. And succubus. then and then after we were having talks, I, I, I was talking to that same gentleman. I go, you know what? These things are probably listening to us right now, and I told other people that. And that came true to uh, true to be because this one lady that was a nurse had twin boys that were being abducted. And they said, we're learning more on the ship than you than from you, mom. And uh, she came to the meetup group. Her husband was losing his mind. He'd be paralyzed. They'd take the kids. And I told her, get a holy Bible and start reading it and absorbing it. I go, these things aren't here to help you, this and that. She didn't show up to the next meetup group. We were all concerned. She showed up a month later, and she goes, I can't come here anymore. My children told me not to, said, the the being said, don't go to the meetup group anymore. We don't want you going there. Well, who's the adult here? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So watchers once again. And then a military story was the guy that uh, I was talking to that was seeing these hybrids on his bus and that um he called me up all panicked he said they had taken his son the night before there was a blue light that went right through the apartment and he was paralyzed in fear and they luckily his son came home and his son was saying to them spaceship stars spaceship stars he was like four years old Wow! after i had a little chat with him and you got to watch what you say to a little boy we're sitting on the balcony on the i think it was the third floor And between his apartment building and another apartment building, there's an area where people walk their dogs and there's lots of trees and uh, seating areas. This helicopter came down between the two buildings. We couldn't believe it. I go, that's military. He Uh goes, well, there's no markings on it. It was all black. The side door open. This guy's got his head sticking out with a a mask on with a camera filming Uh us.
1: Really? Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) It's really amazing. not that, surprising, not... but amazing. Yeah. No, oh, they—they're watching a lot of people.
3: That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, when we had our little uh, conference down in Roswell back in 2008, I brought up a lot of Jacques Vallee and and uh, Jay and quotes and things like that. Quotes by uh, other people uh, mm-hmm. about these things being demonic and and uh, interdimensional, not from outer space, not the Space Brothers. And there's a guy no. named Peter Robbins. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but uh, he was the moderator for the whole thing. And and so we had a roundtable discussion, and he said, he says, you know, I'm going to ask you a question. He says, for every quote that you, he actually was making a statement, but for right. every quote that you brought from, you know, from uh, from these men, he says, I could bring you 10 or 20 quotes where it proves that that you're wrong, you know. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I said, you know, you probably could. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I said, the stuff that we brought up at this conference has never been brought up before. And I said, and our purpose here was to inform people that there's another side to this whole story that you guys don't want to bring out.
0: Yeah, I said, shocking.
1: So, I said yeah. so now everybody's got all the information and everybody can make the decision for themselves. Mm-hmm. And he, he looked at me kind of dumbfounded and he goes, well, you know what? I, I guess you're right. You know, and then well, uh, you are right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because uh, it was probably about a month later and I got a call from the person that I did uh, that I spoke for down there. And he Mm -hmm. said, well, we can't do that again. And I go, what do you mean? And he says, well, all the UFO guys got together and went to the city hall down in uh, Roswell and said that they never wanted us to speak at another conference in Roswell or they wouldn't come.
3: Yeah, it's just like uh, the Joshua tree. They're trying to get rid of the Richard Dolans and a couple other good researchers. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say Richard Dolan's bang on. I've met him a couple of times.
2: No. Mm-hmm. He called me not out of the blue idea. and you, what's that? Well, I was just saying it. Uh, that might not be a bad idea right now. Yeah. <laughs> Dolan's on the other agenda,
1: man. Yeah. Well, you think he is a, well here, I'll, I'll give you a little uh, uh, we,
2: background. Yeah. He, Dave, we were... Dave and I know uh, we got a long history with Richard Dolan back we... to
1: 2003. And back in 2008, mm-hmm. we were talking down there. Um, he was overheard by one of my associates saying they're in my head and they won't leave me alone. Uh, so, you know, there, that a pretty good, uh, sign right there. And I think yeah. his wife, I think is a, uh, oh, Yeah,
2: that's top secret. You're not supposed to mention that. Oh, well, <laughs> everything that's said in <laughs> secret
1: bad. is going to be shouted from
2: me. Yeah, right. well,
3: Sorry, space brothers.
1: Yeah. But, um, anyway, uh, so, you know, yeah, be careful. With that one, <laughs> yeah.
3: well, he, he talked to me. This is years ago, but I've noticed he he like a lot of these uh, so-called researchers. You hear them on one show, they say one thing; and on the next show, they're flip flopping. Exactly. I mean, well, I'm there, disappointed it's... in Linda Moulton Howe, uh, uh, Laura Eisenhower. I, I I honestly believe a lot of these people are possessed. Why? Because they channel uh, uh, Barbara Lamb. Uh, um, Laura Eisenhower, Stephen Greer, if anybody's a hybrid, it's that guy. And right. people that are listening going, what, hybrids? These things clone people. Right. They right. clone yeah. people for a purpose. They're,
2: they're Stephen, all- Greer, Stephen Greer is going to have a major, major role in introducing the Cosmic Christ when he comes. I know he will.
3: Okay. I um, do, too. He's being programmed
2: sure he is. educated
3: for a purpose.
2: But you know I got a I got a story about Richard Dolan that um he's going through a change. Okay. And uh my first time I was in Roswell giving a presentation was in 2003 and I was giving it on um the Nazi connection to UFOs. Now in 2003 I was the weirdo. I was the laughing stock of everyone. Um even one guy that had been doing this even longer than me, uh James Cunningham after the uh after everybody spoke, he come up to me and he says, Jim, your stuff is incredible. He says, but quite frankly, he says, uh, now, he has he was witnessing in the UFO community in 1974. I mean, nobody was doing that back then. Jim's, like, way ahead of the program on a lot of people, a real true pioneer. Now, Jim told me, he says, and he's a pastor, and even in 2003, he was a pastor of a congregation. He come up to me, he says, Jim, he says, man, your stuff is way... He says you're you're too ahead of your times. He says I mm-hmm. believe everything you say, but but uh, it's I too can't. Much. <laughs> I can't go to my congregation; they'll never accept yeah. this and never believe it. So you know that was true for them. Now mm-hmm. the whole Nazi connection to everything—you can't, you know—you can't turn your TV on with hearing without hearing something like that. Well, Richard yeah. Dolan, he he said something. Now he's got a at the time he had a master's degree in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, He said something publicly that actually literally humiliated me and made me look like a buffoon in reference to Nazi UFOs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was getting ready to blast him because if he's got a, uh, if he had a master's in history, he should have known. He was making a comment about how come the Japanese um, had this soft foo fighters at the same time that Nazi saw food fighters. And I was getting ready to, returned back, he publicly humiliated me. I'm going to defend myself and, dude, you just open yourself up. I'm going to dunk-slam you. I was getting to tell him about why the Axis, what the Axis powers were called, why they were called that. It was an occult-based idea from Helena Vavlatsky, and that everybody that knows anything about the Nazis and their relationship with the Japanese, they looked at the Japanese as being um, spiritual Aryans. And so they worked with each other, shared the the technical and everything. Well, I was getting ready to say that, and you know what? I mean, in a loud audible voice in my own head, I heard no, let it go. It was telling me, stop. He says, you'll win the battle and lose the war. So I went ahead and I I ate humble pie. I made myself, I, I accepted being publicly ridiculed. I didn't say anything, and it was years later as I see God working, and God working in Richard Dolan, I mean, he's got mm-hmm. some crazy ideas, but but I see now, especially what you know, what Dave had told you about, you know, being in his head and everything. He heard the Christian biblical perspective. Doesn't right. accept, doesn't even accept it today. But he knows. I mean, it, it's like. The word of God comes out. It's like a seed planted, and it's going to make sense to him in some time. And he's thinking about this stuff, though. God is not letting him go on this. He's right. beginning to see that there's another side now, and he's beginning to see that that's real. Had I publicly humiliated him, I would have been the stumbling block to maybe even keep him from ever coming to Christ. But because I kept my mouth shut and was right. obeying God, mm-hmm. the, ba- the, the, the battle might have been lost there for me, but the war mm-hmm. is going to be one for his soul so
3: the yeah the timing's
1: not
2: right exactly yeah
1: Yeah. now i don't know if you guys have noticed this um well i'm I'm sure you've heard about you know the illegal aliens pouring over the border and 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 how the tide has shifted and a lot of people now are like oh the poor souls let them come here you know Mm -hmm. uh let's give them let's give them a break and stuff well uh, what I've noticed over the years is like in our in our founding documents the uh, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, it addresses right. people. and if you look up people it it, it specifically means human beings okay mm-hmm. now they're changing the the uh, the, the name now uh, not in those documents of course, but they're referring to people as individuals. Now an individual doesn't necessarily have to be a person <laughs> an, an individual mm-hmm. my dog is an individual.
2: So it gives you know, a whole new meaning to illegal aliens. There, right, so
1: I think what they're doing with this illegal alien <laughs> yes. thing is they're trying to yep. set people up for the ultimate Oppressed, illegal alien that's going to arrive here someday, oppressive. right?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yep. Well, Does you know, you guys, they're doing it deliberately with uh, between the United Nations, between um, even the wording from the Disclosure Project and everything. I mean, Catholic this Church, Disclosure Project, um, yeah, the Catholic Church too, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, they're getting... Really- yeah,
3: go ahead, sorry. good ahead,
2: gentlemen. They're, they're in preparation for disclosure. Now, the disclosure we're going to get is not going to be the truth. It's going to be yep. part of the great deception. We're right. going to we're going to yep. accept a cosmic Christ.
3: Yeah. What do you guys yep. think about that stuff? Yeah, well, the Roman Catholic Church is totally going to be involved in that. Uh, there's certain individuals that are being groomed for this, uh, people that at, at a certain time— In my life, I trusted only because I was looking for answers. But now I'm absolutely disappointed in the way a lot of these people have turned. Um, I'll I'll, I'll mention, and I will mention this, uh, Gary Bates put out a a documentary called Alien... What was it called? Alien Deception or something? Anyway, it came out last year. And... uh, he had probably seen L.A.'s documentary that I'm in on being taken up in a car. And he had the audacity to say um, uh, some of these people talking about their abduction experiences, especially the recent one of this guy in the car with the missing time, or uh, just want five minutes of fame. Uh, my answer to that is uh, I almost died during that. There was no five minutes of fame of being abducted. Um, That's haunted me most of my life. And when I was taken as a a child at the age of 13, uh, he's saying, well, some of these people aren't Christians. I'm a Christian now. I believe in God. I love God. My faith is in Jesus Christ. Am I a perfect Christian? No. If I said I was, I'd be lying. I'm not. Am I working on it? You're damn right I am. But to hear that guy say that, um, and he's supposed to be Mr. Christian. Uh, yeah. It's...
2: Well, it's a matter, you know, to be fair to him, it's a matter of perception. And unfortunately, if most of your research is sitting by in a, uh, a desk at a computer and you haven't, uh, he might have had a firsthand experience. But if you're not, OK, I'm going to come out right. Say it as right. far as a biblical, as far as from a biblical perspective, I am the expert on alien abduction. And I'm not going to apologize for it anymore or. Or be timid about it. Mm-hmm. I am. How many people can lay claim to the fact that you have helped terminate over a hundred cases of people being totally set free in the name of Jesus? How many mm-hmm. people actually do alien abduction counseling successfully biblically and have helped people have this mm-hmm. happen? You know what? Not very many. Why? Because it it, it takes too much intense frontline work to do.
0: Right. And, you got to help yourself. And you know what? Too, right? And you know what? Yeah. You don't
2: sell you don't sell books and tapes by doing yeah. what I do. Right. Matter yeah. of fact, you 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 do less because you don't even address in most cases. If you're truly going to get these people set free, you don't go back and revisit the actual abduction. In right. most yeah. cases that I've ever worked with, there's other doors that have been opened in that person's history. Hurts, That's
0: right. That's traumatic
2: right. opening points that have nothing to do with the abduction. So you don't relive In, in It's all up to the Lord. But usually, mm-hmm. in most cases, don't relive that part. So you know what? When you get interviews on radio and everything, you don't have mm-hmm. all the juicy stories of, of no. reliving the abduction stories. Mm-hmm. They're actually more personal to the individual as how they were healed from the hurts that right. shut the doors, that got the enemy away and out. Mm-hmm. So it will
3: always defeat evil. Eventually, exactly.
2: Right. Ex- exactly. Well, and,
3: as a kid, I realized what opened the door. And I was as I said, I was just a young boy. I wasn't into drugs at thirteen or any of that stuff. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and they can read your mind. I have no doubt when I said I need to know what these things are, it opened the door, but it wasn't a one way street. It wasn't a one way street. I'm still well, here. A lot of these people are not here now.
2: Al, here's here's the thing though. This is a very personal a personal attack on a personal individual basis. So to to make a broad statement that can be easily be done. If you have not personally applied yourself involved in counseling for these people and getting help, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: when you, when you realize that it's personal, you know what, you don't broadcast these things out on the open air. You can't give testimonies because this is a personal thing to them. And so you have to keep your mouth shut and you just do what you need to do because it's, it's working right. When you're, you're trying to, Inform others and, and it's just, it, it's it's not right. So what I guess what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to defend Gary Wayne. He's got an awesome book with a lot of good information on it, especially on the two seed bloodline and on all that stuff. But his comments are from someone who doesn't know because he's not in the front lines of actually experiencing the personalization of this matter if he did i think he would take a whole different viewpoint but that's the problem we we run too much on assumptions and christians do and and the other thing is you got to always go back book chapter text and verse of the scriptures that that's our own balance it's our own um assured foundation i mean how do we you know how do we we have all these experiences, but how do we focus them back to God's word? What does he have to say about it? Cause the thing is he has something to say about every aspect of what the abduction experience is, even prophetically telling us who, where, when, why, and how. So, I mean, all these things are there. If you're geeky enough like me to want to spend hours and hours poring over the scriptures to get a totally conclusive, rightly divided answer mm-hmm. from God's word and it takes a lot of work, but when you're a geek and you love doing this kind of stuff, you don't mind spending the time to do it.
3: I find and, it incredibly interesting, but yeah,
2: yep. But our safety, you know, I mean, when Jesus said, "When, when they say, go into the secret places, go into the desert and wait," why did Jesus say that? Because there would be a day and a time when somebody's going to tell people, go. Over here in Sedona, Arizona, and wait. Go to um, Ecuador in this jungle and wait, and I will appear, and you'll be beamed up. Mm-hmm. That and that's happening today. This is, you know, the gears are shifting. The alien abduction, and, and maybe you know, you guys were talking about reinstilling PAPSI. Well, only uh, it's a good idea, but we have to shift gears because it's no longer about alien abduction. Because you know what? Genetically, they got everything they got or what they need. And no more is happening. Lord told me in 1996 when I was fasting and praying and putting my book together as God was directing me through fasting and praying. um, He said, Jim, just prior to when it is coming to a culmination, abductions are going to cease.
3: Well, they're still happening. I'm interviewing people.
2: Well, abductions are happening, but they're old, repetitive things that have been happening all through. There's... There's nothing that like is brand new where you're having brand new um, genetic no, no, stuff going on. No, right there,
3: yeah.
2: Because the gears are shifting. Now, like Gordy, like what you were saying, you know, it's it's like massive amounts of contact. Everybody wants contact with the aliens. That is it's going back to the fifties with the contactees. Only yes. now it's not just one or two isolated. You're talking about whole groups of people that are being contacted. Yeah.
5: Well, every year they have a, a, a UFO conferences that their purpose is to make contact. Right. Uh, the, the whole uh, thrust of the actual politics movement is to make contact. Right. And, and yeah, that's, I see the shift away from the abduction thing. And yeah, I
3: just think all the lies we're hearing and it's, it's all around us lies after lies. I think we, they're what they're going to come out with and it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Yep. It's going to deceive the masses. There's going to be, A spin on this that it's people are going to just will go with it. The people that actually know what's going on are going to be so disappointed. Uh, I mean, it's coming. You can all my my belief is you can only do what you can do. Right. Try your best. Try and wake up people. If they don't want to hear, move on to the next person. There's no point wasting twenty years trying to get one person when you can give them endless evidence. And I've seen it over and over again. They just don't want to listen to you so that's that's up to them that's up to them
2: right
3: right if you if you want to learn and and give them actual evidence and research it you'll figure it out uh there shouldn't be anyone deceived from this
0: right. there shouldn't
3: be anyone god does does not want one of one single human deceived from this but uh-huh. that being said people need to wake up
1: yeah yep we uh we were down in Roswell. We uh, Jim and I used to go down there every July. Well, he lived there, but I'd go down there every July. And yeah. uh, we'd set up a booth at the uh, the conference center down there. And uh, one day, we had a couple of little girls walk by. I don't know if you remember this, Jim. but
0: Oh, I remember, and, yeah.
1: And the two little girls said, uh, they said that we want to be abducted. And I yeah. said, you want to be abducted? And he go, yes. And the mother looked at me, and she kind of whispered, they're really into the aliens. And they were starting to walk away, and I said, excuse me. You know, I said, I know I can't change your mind. I said, but I want you to remember one thing. When you're abducted and you're lying on that table and they're examining you, I said, I want you to remember that if you yell out the name of Jesus, the biblical Jesus, that the abduction will end. And I said, do you understand that? And they said yes, and they just walked away. So yeah, you they- can you can give them information that they can they can, yes. you know, get years mm-hmm. later and I'm sure that they will still remember that because I would if I was there. I hope so
5: yes but uh, also uh, I've noticed when a lot of people pray for certain individuals that you're you know you're sharing some of this information with I think prayer makes a real difference we oh, cannot yeah. just reach people with clever arguments the work of the Holy Spirit has to be involved uh-huh. and so so I that's why I do request many times for people to pray for some of the people we mentioned tonight. Uh, like James and other and that, that, that Aboriginal lady, uh, the other fellow that was the bus driver, uh, please pray for them because I think uh, it does make a difference. And yes, they can be deceived. They can still be deceived. It doesn't the make them Spirit. bad people, right? It no. doesn't make them uh-huh. bad people. They are, uh, they, let's say, they lack <laughs> knowledge or, or, or discernment uh, th- that comes through uh, the scriptures and the Holy Spirit uh, making these scriptures meaningful to them. Right. And if you don't read the Bible very much and you don't know that the, the, the basic doctrines or the basic uh, teaching about who Christ is, what he did for us, that his uh, atonement and his work is unique, uh, he's not one of many manifestations of God, he's not an avatar. He is uniquely the Son of God and the only incarnation of God. In other religions, they talk about many incarnations, many manifestations. But he's not that. Okay.
3: Right. Not in the worshiping
5: and snakes so, and dragons and so no we likes. we have to lift up Christ and and, and reveal Amen. who the real Christ, who the real Jesus is. Right. Because there seems to be a lot of counterfeit Jesus is out there, not only if the UFO open up, and now I'm noticing with the
3: near-death experience
5: that that's <laughs>
3: yeah they're working overtime right now deceiving people there's no doubt about that yeah well we do have a clear warning that uh, there will be
5: seducing spirits in the last days uh giving doctrines of demons Mm -hmm. and it says that there will be uh yeah there will be people that will claim to be the messiah right (laughs) you know i I want to ask a question what is your view about what's happening in israel because there are rabbis that are looking to the soon return of the messiah they're Expecting the temple to be rebuilt soon, or they're ho- hoping that'll be built. Do you think they're being set up for a false messiah that's not oh, Jesus? Sure. Of course,
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah. it says quite quite clearly in scripture that he's going to enter the temple. I know that we have different opinions about that, but yeah. uh, that he's going to enter the temple and proclaim himself to be God. And there could be several different elements that that talks about it could be yeah. a spiritual element and it could be a physical element, but. Uh, yeah, of course it is, you know, because I've, I've been involved in that. you know, I, I read quite often about the uh, the temple faithful and things like that. Uh, yeah, they will be deceived for a time because they're going to accept the Antichrist as, as being the Messiah, but then their eyes are going to be opened, of course, because he's going to do something. Oh, well, he's going to pro- proclaim himself to be God. That's what's going to happen.
5: Well: Well, you know. there are uh, rabbis in Israel right now, some of them uh, have passed away like Kaduri. And he said he was revealed the name of the Messiah, which he said was Yeshua. But then later he said, uh, when he does walk among the people and among the people of Israel and and Jerusalem, people will not be able to recognize him. It's not going to be Jesus, is what he's saying, The Jesus that Christians believe in. Uh, He said uh, that he will uphold the law. And there's uh, other Jews right now believing when the third temple was built, this messiah who is not jesus is going to, yeah to reveal himself to all the jews right okay right and he will enter the temple you know, um, i do not know but they're not looking to uh you know a kind of a spiritual just a spiritual leader or messiah they're looking to a political yeah. type of messiah plus figure. there's
3: another problem with this stuff is when you're talking to some of these individuals that have had encounters, um, you're living your normal life and one night you wake up in the middle of the night and there's this humanoid in your room glowing and you're thinking, oh my goodness, it's an angel. This is wonderful. Uh, I've been chosen. Some of the words you hear from some of the people I've talked to that have had these encounters. And I said, well, so what, did the angel say anything to you? What makes you think it was an angel? Just because something uh, humanoid's glowing, uh, wouldn't the angel have something to say to you? They just appear and disappear, right. and then after that, they start having hauntings. And I right. go, you need to put the two together. I mean, you gotta realize, and and Jim obviously is right about this. He knows better than most. There's something that opens the door to this stuff. But right. there's many things that can open the door. Sure. I mean, many. and it can be from your parents, from your parents' parents. It, go, really? it can go way, way back. And, you, and you're wondering, what in the heck have I done to deserve this stuff? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the cases that I hear, especially up here at BC, it has so many sightings. I've seen about six different UFOs out here and some real big ones, massive boomerangs. Triangles. I saw a huge cylinder that actually disappeared right in front of my friend and I, and it was near the airport. We phoned the RCMP. Yeah, we just saw this UFO and you could hear the lady turn around and say, has anybody else called in about a massive UFO near the airport? Uh-huh. And they said, no, not yet. So uh, believe me, I, I, I strongly believe, and they, they have to cover this stuff up. Right. They can't say oh, planes are disappearing. All these people are disappearing. You know, just keep going to the parks or hop on a plane. I mean, they have to hush it up. It's totally being controlled right. because they right. don't have control of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? You know, you talked about glowing beings, and uh, uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, something that happened. Uh, my first wife was from Mexico. And I right. got a feeling that the reason why the UFO uh, phenomenon is so prevalent in Mexico is because uh, they used to have, like, massive... <laughs> Human sacrifice down there, and a the nation has never yep. repented of it. But um, anyway, uh, this friend of hers was trying to get her involved in this thing called Rosa Mystica. Well, of course, being a good husband, I looked it up right away, and it's a it's a revelation of the Virgin Mary, kind of like the Guadalupe version down there. And mm-hmm. uh, so I started, you know, I looked into it intensely, uh, and I looked into a lot of the other Marian um, apparitions too. And what I discovered is that these things will always come first. Oh, yes, I'm a representative of Jesus. He's He's the Lord. He's king and everything else. And it's mm-hmm. slowly over time, but before the end of the message, because they they only last for a certain time, uh, it evolves. It evolves from, yeah, I I serve Jesus, she says, or it says. And mm-hmm. then it serves, I'm a spokesman for Jesus. And then all of a sudden it's like you are to set up an idol for me and worship me like the 13th (laughs) of every third month or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it always turns into that. Now I, I happened to look one day at the uh, where, where uh, I think his name was Juan Carlos, where he uh, saw the apparition of the Guadalupe (laughs) down in Mexico city. And, and lo and behold, there's a, a legend down there that the Aztecs used to have a woman that used to appear to them at that very, very same spot uh, and that was one of their deities. So mm. here, you, what here a coincidence. you Isn't that a coincidence? Yeah. Oh, yeah. another one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. No coincidences. <laughs> no, no. Well, I guess that's just the same coincidence that CERN um, Collider is located exactly on the yes uh, the time when um, the Roman Empire was in occupation of that area. That's yeah. exact uh I know. <laughs> cross, cross section, latitude, latitude of where the temple to Apollyon yep. um, is exactly where Revelation 9 says mm-hmm. that uh, that is the name Apollo, Apollyon. It is the same name oh, of the demonic <laughs> entity that comes up out of the bottomless pit. Well, it's just a coincidence, though. Um, yeah. you know, oh, I'm
3: just but, shaking my head so much. How about Lucifer, the telescope down in Arizona?
2: Yeah. Um, Catholic,
3: uh, yeah lucifer what a great name to call you telescope
2: yeah eric and i know eric and i know a lot about that because when we were on an expedition according to uh david flynn's book, so i don't know the secret chronicles of mars we actually right. used his book as a guide to locate um this is something that dave and i were working on together we were locating a mirror image from the east to the west um a certain location at uh parallel oh uh, we'll see was 33.328 i think was mm-hmm. the exact location and uh the the 328 is was kind of significant well anyways we were looking for an underground genetics lab and we actually found it but while we were doing our little trip through arizona um we had stopped to sedona arizona sedona being uh Actually, an offtake of Sidona, Sidonia on Mars, which is tied into David's book. That's why we had to go to Sedona. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Eric, why don't you tell them about our we, we pass by of all things. Here we are in downtown um, Sedona, Arizona, and we see the Red Planet Inn. It was a restaurant. I said, "Okay, guys, we got to go eat there. I mean, just, <laughs> uh, we we got to check this out." Of what? Now, what are the coincidences? We find a waiter who actually moved there on purpose because it was the geologically most safest place on in the United States, um, from earthquakes and all this stuff. Why did he know that? Because he was a USGS geologist, uh um, right. field worker. So, um, Eric, take over, tell us what happened down there.
4: Uh, well, let's mm-hmm. see. Uh, he's also a, uh, a voluntary, uh, search and rescue, uh, yep. individual. I remember that. Um, and, uh, he talked about a lot of the strange occurrences going on down there. Uh, predominantly the, basically the missing people yeah. mm-hmm. that they had to go out and search for. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the intriguing part of it is, is that a lot of times what they would find is they would find their clothes. You know, if you remember like star Wars example of Vader versus uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, where Vader hit him, uh, hit, obi Wan Kenobi with a lightsaber and he just evaporated in his clothes.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So you, into a pile. That's yep. what they would find. Like they basically like their bodies disappeared, but their clothes are just are literally laying in a pile.
3: Heard that yeah. over and over again, yeah. Right. Or folded neatly.
4: Yep, or folded neatly. Yeah. <laughs> like the little well. uh, right? yeah. or that <laughs> For again. So here yeah. here they have this uh you know left behind all these uh all these missing people and all their stuff that doesn't get claimed, right? Luggage cameras, whatever. So they have auctions every year for all the, oh, the missing like, really? uh, people's stuff to sell it off. If it doesn't get claimed. Wow. And this is happening all the time there. And I guess the, the community itself uh, has tried to really, Hush this up, but this is this is something well, that the well, this so volunteer
5: supposed to be a place where there's many portals or vortexes, right? Triangle uh,
3: Alley, yeah.
4: yeah this is it's a it's a huge battleground yeah. because there's actually you know something both Jim and I noticed. Um, there are tons of New Age type shops and whatnot, but there's also a lot of churches there, a ton. So yeah, it's a, what, it's a huge battleground.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, Your you're talking about the vortexes, it. now, this guy, this waiter, we asked him, right, Eric? We asked him, where are these places, where are they located? Where Where are they exactly? And so he drew us a map, didn't he?
4: Yes, he did. And what did we
2: do? <laughs> <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs>
4: probably ventured around maybe where we shouldn't have.
2: No, the thing is, we were on assignment. The Lord draw, drew us out there in the deserts looking for something specific. So, yep. I mean... As soon as we left that restaurant, I mean, and and I think Eric was, you know, leading the way, but we couldn't get there fast enough. (laughs) No, I hear you. But but the thing is, man, the word of God confirmed it. We knew we were out there being led of the Holy Spirit. We know that the word of God says that, that um, as Jesus said, you know, um, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I think for some reason people's minds are. And, and, of course, the rock wasn't Peter. The rock was Jesus Christ himself. He is the rock that doesn't roll. So right. he was the foundation, and the church was built upon that foundation. So if we have clearly had a foundation built upon him, it says that the gates of hell should not prevail against it. For some reason, most Christians got this idea that here we are hunkered down. You know, the we've circled the ragg- wagons, and, and the, all of the demonic horde is, is attacking us. no the gates of hell is not prevailing against the church. We're kicking in the gates of hell, taking over what God has stolen from, from uh, us. And so that for me yeah, was all the credibility yeah. that we needed. We we were not afraid to go there. This is what we were called to investigate mm-hmm. and search. So, right. but, uh, but now um, I just thought it was funny because I'm used to doing a lot of the supernatural stuff. And this was, um, this was Eric's first time. <laughs> and, he was way out in front of all my, my son and I, I mean, he was just kind of leading away running towards right. it.
1: <laughs> you know, a um, cool story. if you want to uh, real quick revisit CERN, I wrote a little booklet on it. Um, it's on my website, but um, I got to read to you something. I don't know if many, very many people know this, but there was a God in that area called Cernianos. Okay. And certainly yeah, knows the was, yeah, the horn yeah. god is a deity who was worshipped among the, the Celts, the, the uh, Gaulish Celts, as late as the Roman period. Over 50 examples of his imagery have been found in the Gallo-Roman uh, uh, period. Mostly, well, I'm going to uh, skip that. Anyway, it says, due to lack of sur- uh, surviving literature from the Gaulish Celts, uh, nothing is known about this god from literary sources. Interpretations of his role in the Gaulish culture vary from seeing him as a god of animals Nature, fertility to the god of travel, and get this, commerce and bi-directionality. Whoa. Bi-directionality, yeah, is, like going through portals.
2: You know, and, and, and uh, he was in charge of commerce, too. That's Mercury. Yeah. Commerce and trade, just swift messenger.
3: The underworld. Yeah. yeah exactly. Whoa, Isn't it incredible, the information that is there for people, if you properly research this, You can figure it out. Yeah. Uh, You know, we're not here to be left uh, blinded by what's going on. This Mm -hmm. is, to me, this is like a school to learn truth, knowledge, history. Our history that we've been taught is a farce. I mean, uh, and uh, people need to wake up to it. Are there people waking up? You're damn right there are.
2: Um, You know, apocalypse, apocalypse, everybody hears the word apocalypse and we think, of you know, earthquakes and, you know, um, you know, all all hell breaking loose on Earth. Apocalypse means the lifting of the veil, a revealing, a revealing of what? Of the times that we're really in, you know, uh, in a Star Trek series, each, you know, each time they had one, they had the last series was actually the first series. And that was um, Star Trek Discovery. And it was all about interdimensional and time travel. That's what the whole, the whole series is all about. The very last word for the last um, episode, because they had finally, uh, Starship Discovery had finally entered a realm where they were completely outside of time. And now they could move in whatever time they wanted to as pretty much saviors or, you know, providers. The last words they said are haunting because it is our reality today. They said, when the future becomes the past, the present is revealed. They were meaning revealed as being known or understood. And my gosh, when we read about this war in heaven, Mm -hmm. we're always been taught by the church that this is some kind of ancient thing that happened long time ago, even before, you know, mankind or whatever. No, no. We're talking about a same but opposite that Satan is doing everything in a same but opposite of God. And so when he comes twice, he's already been here once, and he comes back again for his second coming, he doesn't go back into the earth where he came from when CERN is opening up this pit. He ascends to heaven and starts a war. And it's created our past, a paradox, a paradox of space and time. So when the future becomes our past. The, f- the present is revealed. What are we going through right now? The great revelation, the revealing
0: mm-hmm.
2: what we're really in and what really is happening. So We're living in pretty exciting times. We are in the time of the apocalypse. We're in the time of the revealing. We're going to know or begin to know now that we understand quantum physics, now we understand a lot of different things about space-time that we never understood before. Right, Presence is making sense so that I just, you know, that was a mind blower. And of course it's attached to what it's attached to the Federation is attached to star Trek. Sometimes guys, I can't watch some of these episodes of start. I've been a Trekkie all my life. I mean, I'm, you know, six, eight, I've watched the episodes, you know, the first star Trek when they were brand new, I've watched every phase of a deep space nine. Oh, when you find out about the nine, I mean, there's nothing in this program. that doesn't have a second meaning, a different level of meaning. Um, you find out John Gene Roddenberry. If you're
3: awake, you see this, right? If you're well, awake.
2: And it, and it doesn't take a whole lot. If you just pray and seek the Lord about everything, I mean, we're, we're about to hit a major deception that if it were possible would deceive the very elect. When I watch Star Trek, when I see how much of a following and how much of a programming and preparation has mm-hmm. hit worldwide, I mean, yep. yes yesterday's science fiction becomes today's inspiration for tomorrow's reality. Mm. They've got programs now that show how much inspiration Star Trek has created for cell phones and all kinds of different
0: technology
2: that um, I look at it and I go, yeah, but what about the spiritual and, and the, um, what about the spiritual preparation, the prophetic preparation? Um, Gene Roddenberry was a part of a channeled information
3: uh, called the
2: Table Foundation. Mm -hmm. Almost all of the information they got channeled from the nine, and this nine gave them all the preparation for understanding the coming of the um, cosmic Christ. So Gene Roddenberry realized that this was important, that we have to get all the famous, well-known people in news media, uh, or, or all the media, to start preparing the population of Earth in preparation for what's going about to happen. And so when you see the Federation of Planets, when you see even the Star Trek Combat, the whole thing, these are things that they put into the science fiction story on purpose to prepare us for what's yeah. going to happen in the time of disclosure. That's why I say Dr. Uh, Greer is going to be a major of integrating all this together. The Catholic I totally Church is
3: yep. being groomed. He yep. was groomed from the 80s. Yes.
2: Yep. Right. It's a lifelong, it's almost a lifelong um, purpose which and call.
3: Which is scary.
2: Well, you know, here's the promise and the hope, though. We who are born again by God's Spirit have the spirit of error and truth.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And our calling is to be, and that's probably why there's an obsession with, with um, uh, all the superheroes and everything, you know, they're explaining away that, you know, they're meta humans, they're part human, but they're part something else, a hybrid or whatever. And it's to confuse everything because in this lifting of the veil, all of us who are born again and led of God's spirit during this time is going to actually thrive. And it's in Daniel. It says um, that, that the spirit of antichrist the whole system is going to flatter many mm-hmm. but those that know their god will be strong and do exploits that's our role we know god we know him yeah. in a personal way and the same power that was in god that raised him from the dead is the same power that dwells in us the manifestation mm-hmm. of the sons of god so when you talk about you know people disappearing in front of your eyes or whatever the physics and I'm talking physics. I'm not talking of religion or black right. magic or any goofy thing like that. The physics for that is found in the word of God. And that was when, when Philip was being called to witness to the eunuch, and they, he mm-hmm. baptized the eunuch. Immediately he was taken, Harpasio, he was taken from that place thirty-two miles away into another city. Teleportation is real. The physics are there, it happened. Yep. And yeah. so there's our safety to a capacity, you know, that, okay, this is sound, you know, this isn't crazy stuff. This isn't science fiction or anything. This is a real physics that does exist because God works within physics. This is where so many Christians have to start being, quit being frightened children.
3: Yeah. Uh, just, I'm certainly not frightened with all the things that have happened to me. <laughs> we but, are. Well, yeah. It's, just one, one uh, positive encounter. Through God, uh, through all that other stuff out the window. Now right. am I repetitive telling people about these things? I do it not to scare them, but to tell them this stuff is real. Mm-hmm. This stuff is real. That's my purpose with that. Right. Am I fearful of what's gonna happen? No. My faith is in the Lord for none.
2: Right. Well and know, that's, that's you... where all of us should be though. We should realize it yeah. just. Oh, because... I wish we were. So well, God God is a the God of structure and order physics is that order physics is that structure unfortunately within within a lot of the new age there is an element of physics that's true but it's wrapped with a a, around a bunch of lies and it's got a a wrong premise and a wrong conclusion but so many christians are defecting over to that because they see that oh my gosh this is real well just because Mm. something is real doesn't mean that it's good it can be no 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 bad And that's that's what they're not seeing. Dave, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. go ahead.
1: That's OK. Well, I was going to say is that what I noticed that, you know, with the, the people I've talked with and several of them are in the book, um, it, it's when you finally give up and you're you, like there's one lady. She was uh, she was being harassed and and, you know, so she was kind of putting up with it. But then when she found out that they were going after her children, she got angry. And she Bear. said, This isn't gonna happen anymore. <laughs> then she started researching. Yeah. She started getting mad. She started saying no. She started using the name of Jesus and yeah. then taught her kids to do the same thing. And show no fear. That's right. And you know what? It's it, it's left her family alone. They've left her Good. family alone.
0: That's great. Good, Good honor.
1: Good. You gotta get mad. You gotta get there's gotta oh, be a point me. where you get pissed <laughs> and you just start right. fighting back.
2: Well, righteous indignation, yeah. Right. You know, be mad and, and sit the, down. These, these things can
3: read your mind that you are starting to realize what's going on. They'll attack you more. You show no fear. You get aggressive. It ended all my stuff. Right. I was under spiritual attack for three months. One thing after another, I was getting so choked at these things. I go to bed at night. I wasn't fearful. I had apparitions showing up in the house. I just look at them. Get out in the name of Jesus Christ the blood of jesus christ leave you're not welcome here they disappear right. i go to bed and i have no problem sleeping like not nothing right amen right. yeah we you can't know,
2: we... be the victim we got to be on the uh offense. aggressive
3: aggressive yeah yeah yep. yep.
1: we had a, an instance in our church uh, and it was the last time that i've really been harassed thank you thank you lord but um one night three times they tried you know three times mm-hmm. they, and. And I had a laugh because the last time that I rebuffed them, they made a noise like a little beeping noise, like you'd hear in a UFO movie back in the fifties, you know. And I I started laughing. I go, "You guys can't be serious about
3: this. Get out of here."
1: (laughs) Well, anyway, I talked with the pastor. It was that was a Saturday night, and I talked with the pastor the next day, and he goes, "You look tired." And I says, "Yeah, well, I was up doing battle all, you know, for two or three Mm. hours last night." He goes, "You too?" He says, "They were after me." He says, and yeah. Eddie, Eddie, another guy that was in, they were after him, too. And I said, well, we all walked away winners, huh? And he goes, yeah. So, yeah. you know, they were, they were doing one last assault, one last blitzkrieg to try to, to scare one of us or, or something like that. And, and it didn't yeah. work. And I don't think any of us, uh, all three of us that were attacked that night have had any problems since then.
3: No, mine are just from 2008, gone. Right. Gone. Nothing. Yeah, I say they know that I know, and I have the armor of God. Mm -hmm. I'm not bragging. I mean, I just, I just know that. Mm -hmm.
1: I know one. I know one researcher. He, uh, now this caused him to believe that this whole thing is spiritual and it's not physical in nature. So you know, I I believe it's both. But um, it is both. He uh, he was talking to a guy. And uh, the guy was in his car and with his girlfriend or wife. I can't remember which. But uh, he says, well, they're coming to get me now. And so he says, well, pull the car over and give the phone to your girlfriend or wife, whatever. And uh, so he did. And, you know, the whole time he remained there. He didn't go anywhere. And she said, well, you know, he looks kind of white, like he's pale. And he's, you know, his heart's beating quite fast and stuff. But he's still here. Well, anyway, he came back to... And he grabbed the phone from her and he says to, he says to the other research or the researcher on the other end of the phone, he says, they're pissed at you. And he goes me, why are they pissed at me? And he says, because they know that, you know, what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no,
3: they don't like that.
1: Nope. They don't. Yeah. So, and I don't know if you got, you've experienced this now, now the attacks don't really happen in that fashion, but other things happen like uh, health problems sometimes. Um, uh, uh, financial
3: you know things happen oh I instantly. went through a pile of stuff in a short period of three months and it made me wanted to jump off a building but then again I don't like heights so that didn't happen but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I, I was under constant constant spiritual attack and um, put it this way in one month I broke my wrist in two places I had bought a, a boat the motor blew up the first day I took it out then mm-hmm. I got in that car accident. Then my cat got poisoned. Uh, what else? I mean, just I. And people are saying, just you know, stay the course, just hang in there. I go, yeah, I'm being tested here over and over again. Then all the hauntings. My, I started losing my friends because the house was haunted. I mean, right. it just and I. Stu- I stayed true to course, and then it all just everything. The the air in the when you walked in the house was totally fine. I had people walk in there and walk out saying, Yeah, this this place has heavy air. I don't like the feeling in here. And I lived there. I lived there for fifteen years. Right. Right. But yeah, I'm totally fine.
2: Yeah. Right, Gordy? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to that as now. as yeah. well as you can define fine after doing this kind of work, you know, twenty four seven. Our well, reality Our blessed, reality is, is, is other people's area. nightmare. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, but you know, when you think of it, I mean, I had numerous horrible things happen. I don't even think about that. Do I talk about it and inform people? Yeah, but I don't think about it as as it's affecting my life now. Uh, What's affecting my life now is that I know the truth. I'm on the right course. I'm trying to help people. Am I a perfect Christian? No. Do I want to get better in certain things? Totally. But I'm on the right, right course, and that's uplifted me. I right. know it has. To be well, one of your favorite you passages is the truth will set you free. Yeah, the truth will set you free. Stand the right course. Show no fear. The truth will set you free. It's part Those of are our, very powerful words. It's part of our armor. So they'll, yep, they'll that's right. yep. that's yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, that's right. That is right. And yeah. you'll notice that uh, when you look at the armor, um, yes, yes, we are to to go out and do battle. But for most for the most part, it's all defensive. It mm-hmm. says so, so that you can withstand in a day of battle. You yeah. know, uh, the shield, the, the sword, you know, you can fend off other swords. The shield, you defend yourself from the the slinging arrows of the enemy. Uh, the shoes help you stand firm because the ground gets yeah. kind of rough, you know. Because so, what, what, not...
2: what does the word say? The battle is the Lord's. We're kind of, even, even the final battle when, when everybody's coming back to this earth, you know, over Armageddon. I mean, we're just observers. God's doing all the fighting. We just kind of hanging out with them, you know to see what's going on yeah. so, do you think that's a lifetime Jim? well you know I, I do think that but I mean even in our day to day life the battle is the Lord's he's already won the battle and all we have to do is realize that and let him do through us what we can't do mm-hmm. and he does it. That's so
0: he's universe. always
2: doing yeah. the fighting we're just yeah. the observers as long as we can understand get myself out of the way okay Lord work through me <laughs> you know it's, it's kind of like <laughs> apart from you I can do nothing but right. in you I can do everything.
3: Amen.
5: Yeah. That's really yep.
3: true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well put. Yeah. That's right.
1: That's right. Yep. We uh I I I guess kinda of leery, uh I'll go to a church or something and uh this happens a lot in Pentecostal circles. But they start stamping their feet, I'm gonna step on the devil's head. You know, and stuff like that. Well, no, Jesus is the one that crushes his head. Yeah, he'll I take don't. care of that. And then I look, I read that scripture where it says even the archangel Michael, when he was contending yeah. for the body of Moses, said the Lord rebuke you and didn't use his own words. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you guys want to set yourself up for a battle that you probably are really going to have a hard time winning. Yeah, threaten to step on his head.
2: You know, you get a little <laughs> butt whooping or a gobsmack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Humility, son, humility. That would hurt. It's <laughs> me, not you. <laughs> but then again, the other, and yet on the other thing, we have to take our inheritance. We are right. to be co-rulers and joint heirs with Christ, which means we really got to understand the process of getting ourselves out of the way so he can work through us. But then to work through us, we have to take that authority that we have as children of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, I mean, we're supposed to, it's called the manifestation of the sons of God. So we are... It's kind of like the the new Agers want to let the universe tell them what to do when to do and how to do it. Good but, luck with that. Well, yeah. you know, the thing is that's just the program that was written by the processor who empowers the program. Who is the processor? It's the rock, it's the foundation of everything. That processor is Jesus. So, what does that make the universe? It's a it's a middleman, a go between. It's a second-hand Nothing, nobody really, because my Bible says there's only one mediator between man and God, the man Christ Jesus. so you know what I bat- by- bypass him as a matter of fact, when I understand the authority that I have in Christ, I don't take any orders from the uh, and direction from the universe. I tell mm-hmm. the universe what it can and cannot do
0: right mm-hmm.
2: I tell it no it's it's like Neo in the Matrix. Neo could fly and do all kinds of other weird things because once he understood he was in a metric matrix, he's not subject to the rules of this this universe. We aren't either, because we're in a Pinocchio world that ain't even real, according to quantum physicists. Mm-hmm. It's not real. It's not So, so the world's not flat? <laughs> well, that
4: oh,
3: could
2: here be we go. No, it's oh,
4: not. No.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, that's good. I'll sleep better
5: tonight. <laughs> <laughs> flat out, flat out, no. Uh, the earth may not be flat, but it might be hollow. <laughs> okay, well. Uh,
2: there you go. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> be be yeah, because someone yeah. comes from outside, from underneath to the outside. And oh, yeah, that's fun. Gosh, better. we can't get into that at 1129. Hey, yeah. we'll, okay. have to, we'll have to have another show sometime then. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a oh, winner. It Very was.
3: It was awesome speaking with you guys. Yes. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, I haven't talked to Jim in ages. Yeah, this is great fellowship. Thank yeah. you so much for
5: yeah. setting this up. Yeah, for
1: well, coming, when we, guys. When we close out the show, you guys stay on because I want to talk with you about something, okay?
3: Okay. So don't sure. go
1: anywhere, okay?
3: Nope. Okay.
1: So folks, uh, audience, we're going to go ahead and uh, since it's, we've been on for one hour and 58 minutes 40 and 43 days, seconds, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, close the show off. And uh, we will see you next Monday. I want to thank you, uh, Gordy and Al, for coming on. I look forward to, to uh, more talks with you online so that we can help educate people and help them have knowledge about what's going on in this world and what the uh, forces of darkness are doing to, well, trying to do to us, but are are, are doing to this world. Um, so, again, thank you for coming on. Is there My pleasure. Is there, is there any yes, information you. that you want people out there to know? Is there a website? Is there a... An email, or I, I know Gordy gave us his, his information last time.
5: Um, uh, um, I still have a YouTube channel. Sometimes I have trouble even getting into my own YouTube channel and putting anything up, but it's called Noah's Dove, right. and uh, there's some stuff, uh, you know, uh, apologetics about the UFO subject uh, there, and um, yeah, and they can um, have a look at that site. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, you, to find it to go to youtube and type in noah's dove and when you see uh, a blue dove on a white logo that's my youtube you'll channel. know
3: that's it that's yep. my
5: youtube channel and um i'm still running the uh, my own pot line it's just my home phone number um uh, so okay. uh, uh how many people listen to your broadcasts uh, these broadcasts right now Do you have oh millions millions yeah <laughs> well actually it's
1: getting it's getting quite up there because uh uh, we get spikes on nights like tonight. Uh, I haven't had right. anybody in a chat room. Most of our stuff is downloaded or it's streamed later,
2: okay?
1: Uh, because you got to think it's you know it's eight thirty for us on the west coast, but it's pretty late for people on the east coast. But yeah, it's right. almost midnight. Yeah,
2: it's so, almost midnight
1: here. Um, and plus, we uh, oh my goodness, we're on um, uh, we're not only on Spreaker, but there's something called Spotify that we get a lot of listeners from. Uh, okay. We're on iTunes. We're on iHeartRadio. Um, YouTube, I post everything on YouTube so that, you know, people can listen in. That's the opposing, opposing the matrix channel. Um, so, you know, we, we have, uh, various different, uh, means of getting the word out there and, uh, it's growing, it's growing almost, uh, every week it's, it's growing bigger and bigger. So it's, uh, That's and, it's and, awesome.
5: And still actually. Contact, uh, contact information on the website that you have, right? It's yes. not the PAPC, it's not called Pepsi anymore. Uh, no. But, uh. There's contact That's great. So people can call you guys or call.
3: Yeah. That's I'm what I'm to
1: talk about after we get off. So.
5: Okay.
3: Yeah. I'm in a documentary, uh, uh, by LA Marzulli. Uh, it's called the Watchmen Chronicles in their own words. Mm-hmm. Uh, LA came up here from California and interviewed me and, uh, boy, I boy had a lot to say to him and it, it's out in that documentary. It's, uh, actually very well done.
5: Yeah. It's on YouTube right now. Yeah,
3: And, cool. um, and, uh, yes. Okay.
1: Okay. So we got some information for the folks to, to check out. Okay. Sure. Well, that having been said. Thank you folks for listening. And, um, I know that we're going to be getting together again soon, all of us. And, uh, and until that happens, uh, folks have a good week. Uh, you guys have a good week too. And, yep. uh, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and Thank close everyone. the program out. Uh, Hey Jim, you want to say a quick prayer real quick before we, we close
2: off? Yeah. Yeah, All right, Father, we just come before you right now, Lord. We just ask that for the listening audience, Lord, I pray that in these times of especially intense emotionalism and and uh, things that are affecting us personally, help us to find a balance in you that we might see your plan, your sovereignty, your headship, you're in control, always have been, always will be. Give us that peace that passes all understanding, Lord, so we can relax, we can have confidence in you, and we can be strong. And do exploits. We ask it in your mighty and precious name. Amen. 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 God bless and good night. Yeah, good night. Good night. night. Hold good on, guys. Night.